Quiet on the set. Action. And welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we create a brand new movie for you based on a random prompt on the internet. I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. Our writer, Jacob Gulliver, who is in charge of limiting the filler on the Hobbit films. Good job there, champ. Good job. We have Laura, our director, who is makeup on Patrick Stewart in the film Logan to make him look like how old he actually is. It's a very long title. That's verbatim what it's credited as. And our producer, Kyle Decker, who is the guy who gave the wrong envelope at the Oscars. Doing what I can. Just, you know, I'm glad Hot Chocolate Media is in that organization that doesn't do anything like that. So your prompt is, the theme of your story, parody action. The main character, a vicious bounty hunter. The start of the story, party. The end of the story, accident. Okay. So I'm kind of imagining this in the vein of sort of like, you know, a Jackie Chan or like a Clive Owen or like a Jason Statham kind of movie where it's action piece, but, you know, we get some good humor in there and they kind of, you know, play off some of the tropes that you get in action movies. That's kind of the tone that I'm going for for, for this piece. We're going to have our, our main bounty hunter character. I'm going to call him, let's call him Mr. Drake. And Mr. Drake is... Uh, world-class martial artist skilled with both melee and ranged weaponry and various different sorts. And he's actually hired to protect a, a party for kind of like a you know C-list celebrity or something like that. Um, and at the party, it turns out that there's a group of you know, professional criminals who have showed up to try and rob this party. So he's able to defend and you know, he's not able to prevent the theft, but he's able to defend and protect the, the people at the party. We can have kind of like some cool stuff, maybe set that party on a, a big building. So it's like high up in the air and like they arrive in helicopters or like parachute into it or something. That would be cool and kind of play off some tropes. And then after that, he actually gets pulled in by the, the law enforcement agencies for that city and says, hey, we've got a lot of guys here who are actually, you know, wanted. And if you can help us bring them in... This would be really great because we've had a pain in the ass time trying to catch him. You were able to defend basically by yourself on this party. So he gets brought in. He's trying to track down these different groups so we can get some kind of like international locations going. Jump from place to place. Have some nice big set pieces. You know, try and draw in a little bit more kind of like the cool scenery and then have like really good fight choreography there. So make it make each moment really interesting. And then at the the end. He's going to be trying to catch the the last guy, and he's actually going to take out the, like, police or military cruiser that's been going with him. Um, like, he'll, you know, misfire or something happens, and he ends up taking them out. So the end of the movie will be him awkwardly, goofily, you know, going on to the run to avoid getting taken in for that. So it'll be kind of a, a fun little romp, fun, fun adventure. Definitely want to punch up the, the humor as much as possible and make it, you know, straightforward but still exciting and unique. Okay, and do you have a title? Uh, we're going to call this 
The short answer is no, I don't have a title. Um, we're going to call it... That's one movie machine podcast strike, Jacob. Okay, I'll just, just let me know how many I get when you look at it. Don't up. worry, we'll have the focus groups work on it. I'll make sure to hand them the envelope with the right with the right <laughs> copy of the movie to watch. So we get accurate data, though. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, well, we're going we're to call it The Inevitable Encounter with Mr. Drake. Okay, so The Inevitable Encounter with Mr. Drake. So we're going to go on to our director, Laura. And your job is, how are you going to make this picture? Okay, well... I'm looking at this picture and the story, and it, it it seems fair to middling. I think we can we can improve it a little bit. Um, first of all, of course, we have to cast our main character, Mr. Drake, and we want a really good action star. So I'm thinking Orlando Bloom. I mean, I saw him in those Hobbit movies. I mean, he was jumping on rocks and surfing on yeah, shields. Yeah, I, I made that. I was in charge of the filler. Right. So that was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Taking I'm just saying. from the books. Yeah. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is that's great action, and he can he can do action. I mean, that was all real, so that's that's awesome. I mean, like any one other human being would have died. So th- we're definitely definitely Mr. Drake's going to be Orlando Bloom, and um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking what's big these days is romance. I think we need a romantic partner somehow in this action parody. And I think one of the persons that he's going to bring in is going to be a female character. And I, I'm thinking Scarlett Johansson. And I'm thinking that's going to help bring in, you know, the female audience. Because they want to see, you know, female action figures. And Orlando Bloom's dreamy eyes. <laughs> and Orlando Bloom. See, it, it really seals the deal to have them both in there. So we're So that's what we're going to do. So... Um, I like the story, I like the comedy, I like the... So he's going to be trying to catch, she's going to be one of the notorious criminals that he's going to be trying to catch. And she's going to be one step ahead of him, which proves that women are cleverer than men. Which is, again, something that women want to see in the movies. So, she's just going to be one step ahead of him, and he's going to be bumbling after her, trying to, on the one hand, catch her, yet at the same time, woo her. And not quite knowing which one he's doing. We, we finally, we came up with the title, the... Encounter with Mr. Drake. The inevitable encounter with Mr. Drake. The inevitable encounter with Mr. Drake. That sounds good. And the ending. I'm liking the ending. Yes, yes. When he goes on the lamb, though, the pursuit changes. And she starts to pursue him. And that leaves it open for a sequel. All right. Uh, Do you want an after credit scene? (laughs) Um, Yes. We'll have an after credit scene where she's investigating where he's gone now. All right, well, so Kyle, production has begun on Inevitable Mr. Drake. The Inevitable Encounter with the inevit- Mr. Drake. So production has begun on The Inevitable Encounter with Mr. Drake. How are you going to take this? Well, you know, so you got me a good script here. I originally got delivered, and it was just instructions to build a new Ikea couch. Then I realized <laughs> the courier brought me the wrong envelope, so we got that all fixed. So once I finally got the script by getting the right courier to give it, this like is a curse, this wrong envelope thing, it just follows me around. I realized what we had written here, unbeknownst to our writer and director, is another triple X movie. So, I mean, we've got triple X, triple X State of the Union, triple X Return of Xander Cage. So we've gotten, we've gotten Vin Diesel, a rap star, Vin Diesel, Next step needs to be another rap star. And since our main character is named Drake, why don't we use Drake himself? 
And that way he won't get confused on set because we'll be using his character name will be his real name. Because I know that's sometimes a problem with rappers not actually being able to act. But if we just address him by his name, then Drake will be just fine. So and so the title is a little rough. So we're gonna change this to Triple X State of the Union was the sequel. So then Triple H Return of Xander Cage. Triple H Triple H that's a wrestler. Triple X. Someone brought me the wrong envelope with a movie title in it again. Uh, we're gonna be Triple X United We Stand. Cause we're gonna play off on that that you know patriotic shit people love. Scarjo, guess what? For our budget, we can't afford Scarjo. Ain't gonna happen. As much as you and me and everyone would like to see Scar Joe on stage outwitting people. Not gonna do it. Man, I I'm trying hard and all. You know who we can? She hasn't been in the news as much, draws a big crowd. We got Zoe Dashanel. Zoe Dashanel is gonna play our our witty super spy outwitting Drake. Because everyone will actually buy on camera that Zoe Dashanel can outwit Drake. That one won't be a stretch for many of our audiences. And so, that's what we got. Like, we're gonna, I'm not going to make any changes to your script. Like, we don't even have to change the character's name to Drake, because that's the actor's name. And I'm going to leave everything the same, but we got to make those two casting choices. Our budget is $85 million, and we're just going to, like, key off the wild runaway success of Xander Cage or Triple X Return of Xander Cage. So 85 million, you got Drake and Zoe Dashanel. You're all set. You're, you're welcome for the title. Okay, so Jacob, you get the notes back. They are not the right notes. You ask for them again, and you do get the right notes back from your producer. You gotta stop using that courier service. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just a bag of loose cereal the first time around. I mean, granted it was delicious cereal, but not really what I was looking for. However, I am also going to go ahead and let Kyle know the second envelope was also wrong. Because I've started working on this draft already, and uh, these these changes aren't going to work for me. So, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm just going to carefully try and hide from the rest of the crew that we got those other notes. And keep working as though we didn't get them. So, my plan is, is this. We want to work up the angle that Mr. Drake has, you know, been kind of a... <laughs> kind of like a an anti-hero character up until this point and we want to this can be like a moment of you know self self-redemption this can be a moment of you know one last ride kind of adventure for for that character and orlando bloom was okay drake is just not i think we could go a little bit more seasoned personally and still have a really good good fit for this i'm actually drinking buddies with everybody's favorite supernatural dad jeffrey dean morgan so I think he could be a real good fit for that role. I'm going to see if I can get the director to sign that before she finds out about Drake so we can get a few test shots in and, and sell that to the studio. And then I think if we want to bring in like a romantic aspect, Criminal is perfect. That would be just fine. I think we can do something with that. Don't really have somebody in mind for that. Maybe the director has somebody else could be good. What I would like to do, though, is I'm going to hire like really great fight choreographers or at least you know put in the in the information so they get hired and then i'm gonna see if i can get like another like another couple writers to come on and just like punch up the jokes see if i can get like um you know thomas middleditch or Patton oswalt or somebody to come in and you know help doctor the script to like punch up the jokes so i think that would be 
that would be really good. Get us to where we need to go. I'm also excited about the prospect of the turn at the end. Honestly, I think it should be like an accident because that's such a funny like twist on action movies where it's like, we only have one chance to pull this off and then have it you know, be a fuck up right at the end. That could be like a great twist. Just be like, oh shit, I actually killed a lot of people I shouldn't have there. And then, you know, set up a potential sequel and make it kind of a, a good twist for that ending. I think people will, will eat that up and, and go for it. Okay. So, making care from your predecessor to send the right envelope. Send your notes off to the director. Uh, you're in the midst of production. Well, how are you taking this? Well, I've got two envelopes here now. What? And I just don't know. One of them says Drake. And the other one says Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So, I mean, they both got great qualities. You know, one of them will, you know, know his name when it's called, and the other one can act. So, like I said, great qualities, great qualities here. So, I think we're going to go with the Jeffrey Dean Morgan one for now. Yeah, I like that. But if we're going to have a love interest, Zoe Deschanel is not, if we're going to have a seasoned bad guy, or hero, sort of anti-hero, we need we need a seasoned bad female. And I think we're going to go with Kate Blanchett. She did really good in The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, being evil. <laughs> you made me remember that movie. What is wrong with you? I momentarily had lived in a world where I forgot that movie happened, and you just, like, wrenched my head back into the remembering that movie. Oh, someone give me an envelope so I can forget this. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so, God. anyway, so, we're going to have Kate Blanchett... filled with... <laughs> Percocets and NyQuil. So, we're going to have Kate Blanchett be the seasoned bad female. And as far as the action, I like having the fight choreographers. We want more action, the better. I like the twist at the end. We're going to keep that. But it needs to be a big explosion. We've got 85 million. I think... I'm thinking, you know what we need to do? And then we don't have to pay any actors. Is We're going to use the likenesses of all of them, but it's all going to be CGI. It's just the whole movie? Yes. Okay. Mm. Is this the CGI where it's trying to look real, though? Yes. It's, okay. it's, 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 yes. Motion capture. Okay. So that way, we don't have to pay the actors as much because we're not actually using the actors. Just have to pay the animators a lot more. You don't have to pay animators. No, 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 no. Disney doesn't pay their animators. <laughs> Pixar, I mean, I... I think they only pay in... Whatever. <laughs> anyway, the, the, how else can we make this movie great? That's what it's all about. We, oh, we got the patriotic stuff. So, he's gonna wear... Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you, I, I remember you said you wanted, you know, big patriotic stuff, and that's right, because we're gonna have him wear, um, kind of like an evil Knievel spandex thing. <laughs> <laughs> With red, white, and blue, that's gonna be his 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 montage to America to show that he's actually a good guy and that he's not the bad guy because you know that the bad guy would never wear an American flag on their body. These are just some of the slight directorial things I'm adding. Just this just, this is just the direction I want to take this in. All right. So Kyle, you received notes, which are the right ones, that. Everything you said has been completely ignored. Um, so no, I just got the wrong envelope. Right. Wink. And uh, this film comes out in like two months. So uh, what are you gonna do at this point? Yeah. So uh, I luckily I have a great organization system for everything in my office. I put everything into a series of envelopes. 
keeps it very organized. So I was putting the final touches of this film. I had everything in my envelopes. So I pulled them out, and I saw like the comp. Like I saw the director's notes on like Drake can recognize his name and Jeffrey Morgan can act and the blend of the two. But then I saw the Evil Knievel leather suit, and I thought, you know, who's basically a blend of those two people and would rock out an Evil Knievel leather suit. It would be amazing, and we could tap into the youth of America. Pitbull. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to put Pitbull into the lead of this movie. And uh, um, we're, we can't afford CGI. Like, it is Mr. Like, Worldwide. It's like, yep. Yeah, uh, it's $85 million We can't afford. And uh, for the love interest, we, we realized that, well, we can't really afford another actress. So, but we're going to say, like, you know what people respond really well to? Positive homosexual couples on screen. So, and we're going to really play up the music. So, we're going to have Lenny Kravitz play the the romantic interest lead master criminal we're going after. And, and I'm surprised you sold Pitbull on that one. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, good for him. Uh, Very progressive. We also are saving tons of money because they're going to collaborate on the soundtrack together. The world will finally get the Pitbull Lenny Kravitz album it's always been wanting. I mean, it'll be... I'm actually... Like, my heart's palpitating thinking about listening to that album. It's going to be so good. Um, we'll keep the budget the same. And then, what do you know? Triple X, United We Stand, ready to hit theaters, Lenny Kravitz, Pitbull. It's going to be a worldwide sensation. It's going to make me want to get away. I really want to fly away. That's all I got. All right. So, so in the last two months, you changed the main actor and the plot. Right? No, the plot stayed the same. Okay. We plug we just plugged in the in the role like I never touched the dialogue or the all I did was the director made the most changes with that skin tight scintillating leather suit. I just of all the I, I literally I had all this I had all these envelopes of people I want to see in tight leather suits. <laughs> and I pulled one out at random and it was Pitbull. And I'm like, the envelopes are telling me this is a sign. So I listen to the envelopes because I've never been guided wrong or made a mistake by trusting the envelopes. Okay. So that I put the data into the movie machine, which sounds like spy guns shooting off. Like stealth, you know, like the pew, pew. You mean silenced guns? Yeah. Okay. The silenced spy guns. Suppressed guns. Suppressed guns, yes. I don't know what they're called. I'm not a spyist. Spy expert. You know what? I'm just I'm just activating it. So um, <laughs> so I have some bad news. What? It turns out that Pitbull isn't the best actor. I beg to differ. Uh, when he smiles, it kind of looks like he's having a stroke. Yeah. So it turns out. So here's the thing about actors being so bad that it becomes good is usually when they're trying to be serious and they do it really badly, it's hilarious. Pitbull trying to do comedy was. <laughs> Several critics called a um, should be banned because it is some form of torture. Um, humor. Uh, one review from C. New York Times says that a little bit of humor died today. So, um, so that's not the best. The action, you know, it's it's. What do we get on Rotten Tomatoes? That's all that really matters. Twenty-eight. That's not. That's. Not, I'm pretty sure that's better than Batman v Superman. But right. it's slower than Paul Blart too. You know, you can't compete with the magnetism. That it is Paul Blart, but it is better than Nine Lives, where Kevin Spacey becomes a cat. Anyway, that's off topic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> leading up to this, this movie gets a lot of attention though, um, just because people notice and hear how the main actor keeps getting switched four times. It's like they were hearing Orlando Bloom, and then Drake was on board, and. 
all these things. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Right. And Drake, for a really long time, still thinks he's in, like, was the actor even after he was replaced. Uh, why do we do those screen tests? So with him? he continued, you know, on Twitter to talk about how he's the main character and how he's shooting all this and he's just taking a break right now. And then he gets really upset about that. But people who don't like Drake's rap career, which is a very small number, I'm sure, are seeing this movie out of protest for him. So, all in all, uh, your film kind of evens out. Members of the XXX fan base don't really see this as a continuation of the saga. All 30 of them? Yeah. So, <laughs> some people are considering kind of non-canon. And several decades down the line, different edits of this film, with the various other actors that were shot, get circulated and becomes like three different movies. So, that's kind of fascinating. But you just barely make your money back, just more out of morbid curiosity than anything. So with that in mind, you have magic time powers to change anything, starting with you, Jacob. Yeah, you know, I think I could try and change stuff, but it's clear that my ploy with the envelopes didn't work. So I think this one's just going to end up being under my pseudonym, Rodney Chocolate. So what I will do, though, is... That's the worst pseudonym. (laughs) That's an amazing pseudonym. Fuck you guys. What I will do is I'm going to get in contact with the, the whole crew over at Young Money, and I'm going to like hang out with Drake and tell him, like, hey, man, you really got snubbed on this one. I don't know what's going on at that stupid production company, but let's do this the way that you and your crew have always done this. Let's go independent. And I'm going to write a piece, like uh, an action movie with like a bunch of music scenes in it, just like really play up the whole club culture, and I'm going to try and get Young Money and... Uh, get like Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj to have like parts in it so it doesn't even need to be like amazing but the soundtrack's gonna be good and it'll be like a two hour long music video so it's gonna be something that will absolutely sell and it'll make me and them a bunch of money that's kind of my goal with this process is to you know play like the the here let me make this up to you card with Drake and try and get it like try and get in with that crew to make it back uh, I will also make sure that I get a cameo for Jeffrey Dean Morgan in there because he was mad that he didn't get in as well. And I'm sure there's going to be a spot for a goofy old white man in there. So let's do it. All right. Uh, Laura? So do I get notifications of your changes? Sure. Well, yeah. I, mean, I didn't make any changes. Yeah, he's just... He's uh, going mixed, off on yeah. his own independent he's project. His own. Okay. Well, so I, the I, buck I, is now with you. The buck is now yeah. with me. Well, I got something from a Rodney Chocolate, but I didn't know who that was, so I threw that away. But, um, yeah, I think... To fix this movie, we gotta go back. We gotta go back to the original, the original plot. We gotta go back. We do gotta go back to Orlando Bloom. I think, I think he really would tie it all together. I mean, he's an action star. He's, he's like Jackie Chan, but for white people. <laughs> That's my only change. Okay, so you replace Pitbull with Orlando Bloom. Yes. Okay. That's gonna save this movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, that's an interesting point. There'll certainly be lots of women all over Tumblr who enjoy seeing Orlando Bloom in tight leather. Yes. Getting uh, it on with yeah. Lenny Kravitz. Yes, yes. Because you I, didn't change keep, that. No, I keep Lenny Kravitz. I think okay. it's, it's you, a beautiful ebony and ivory love okay. story. But you will be losing the people who wanted to see Pitbull in tight leather. <laughs> Which was basically everyone in America, thank sure. you very much. So, Kyle, this is your last chance. All right, well, so, okay, I'll, whatever. Oh, you can have your Orlando Bloom, your, your white people, Jackie Chan, you know, Whitey Chan, I guess, whatever you want to call him. You have him. 
But I'm still going to have Pitbull and Lenny Kravitz do the soundtrack. And we'll do this big stage peach music video where Pitbull will wear the suit from the movie and kind of insert himself, you know. We'll just kind of, we'll do one of those movies, one of those music videos where the musician inserts themselves visually into the role yeah. of uh, the main character. And you know what? I didn't realize how much money is in, like, we spent three afternoons recording that soundtrack. And it didn't cost that much money to record it. Because we just got some, you know, session musicians and all play the background music. And it was, that thing was a huge hit. Who knew? Like, Rick Rubin produced it. I just, I didn't know. I thought he was just a, a friend of Rodney Chocolates. But uh turns out Rick Rubin's a bit of a good music producer. Who knows? So it started, we, we tapped into an entire market of mediocre action movies paired up with a blending soundtrack where one of the people that does the soundtrack is also in the movie. So I'm working on another movie, kind of that same formula. We'll leave the plot the same, Orlando Bloom, but like we're going all in on the soundtrack. And the next movie I'm making is that it's an action, it's an action piece starring Idris Elba, but he is paired off. It's a buddy cop action movie with him and Two Chains. And we're, we're gonna have Two Chains and Kesha do the entire soundtrack, and. <laughs> And it's going to be a huge hit. Millennials are going to eat it up. Like, I've really tapped into something. Who doesn't want to watch 2 Chains and Kesha tear it up with some of the best DJs in the world? All right. So before I recalibrate the movie machine, I just want to clarify one thing of how we are doing this temporal time magic. So are we removing Pitbull from ever having been in the role? Or are we now replacing him and reshooting his stuff with Orlando Bloom? He's never been in it. Okay. He's just doing the soundtrack with Lenny Kravitz. Okay, got it. So I activate the time machine, movie machine. It's kind of both, really. You can see the future and change the past. We should probably use it for something other than pitching fake movies, but... That would be responsible. What are you talking about? Every movie I've pitched is real. Oh, right, of course. So this gets a very, very different response, just changing the actor. It's targeting a surprisingly different audience. So yeah, you're right. A lot of ladies really just like seeing Orlando Bloom really tight leather, doing all kinds of flips and shit. People who like... Is he like 50 now? Is he really right. that good looking? I mean, it's his eyes don't age, though, is the thing. And the Hobbit movies beg to differ. <laughs> right. And he was very puffy in those movies. Can't write anything to fill that, unfortunately. Looking at it though, they do think that some of the action scenes are a little less realistic than the Hobbit ones, but whatever. So yeah, uh, you're getting you know, it, it's really just a pop people call it a popcorn film. Kind of funny. Critics pretty much just ignore it. It's pretty much like around the fifties range. But you know, it gets a following for the people it was aimed at. It's not really a movie that people will necessarily remember a couple years down the road, but for its time, it gets it makes its budget back, um, plus an extra 20 mil. So all in all, you know, pretty average good movie. Success on that. It appears that the pitbull factor uh, makes a huge difference in this algorithm. As in he's not involved with the movie? <laughs> right. It makes a big difference. The soundtrack does not do as well as you would have hoped, though, unfortunately. Okay. But Which one? I mean, the Pitbull Lenny Kravis one was off the chain. Oh, yeah. No, I meant the soundtrack for the movie. That's what I mean. That, that right. movie soundtrack was off the chain. Yeah, well, it was a big hit for people who still use the word off the chain. So they totally bought the soundtrack, but people who don't didn't. 
That wasn't an insult. I'm literally reading it off the screen yeah, here. There's, there's no accounting for taste these days. Right. And speaking of no accounting for taste, we shall end with, as always, a quote from our patron saint, Guy Fury. That is some very good tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Oh, my efficiency is the worst one.